Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, and also Los Angeles, California, where our very special return guest, our, uh, our very special guest returns uh, for another go-round here on Jag Bags. She's an LA-based singer and songwriter. Uh, she was on the program a few months ago uh, to talk John Mellencamp, and that went so well, we had to have her back. Tonight, we're gonna be talking the music of Tom Petty, and who better to talk about it than Sherry Adams. Sherry, welcome back to Jag Bags. We did, Hi. Not, we, we did not scare you off. No, thanks, thanks for having me back. Um, Good to be here. I'm prepared. I've got my Tom Petty shirt on. I've got my Fender acoustic right here. And I've got this just as a token (laughs) of celebrating Tom Petty. I will not be partaking. I'm holding up um, a bag of weed and a a hitter box. But we'll we'll save that for later. We just got started. So this podcast just got really rock and roll. I mean, it is like super rock and roll. That's what's going down here at the island. I love it home so head. much. And our, our Jag Bags Diamond listeners got a treat because I was singing a little river band in preparation for the podcast. Yeah, that was in the pre-show. So it was very exciting. Voice. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was very, very Dylan-esque, I would say. We're uh, going to have a, a, a petty sing-off later. <laughs> get ready everybody <clears throat> you're going down Len. I, no, I know we, that i think we know how the order is going to go on uh, one two three yeah uh, so the subject of tonight's podcast is tom petty uh the late great tom petty um and um he is a probably a guy that you were call a living legend in the last couple decades uh, of his life and uh, felt like there was more for him to do, but uh, sadly he was taken from us, but there's just so much great music to think about and discuss and listen to. And so tonight we're just gonna talk all things Tom Petty. We're gonna go through our favorite albums of his. We have each constructed a 45 minute playlist of Tom Petty jams. That's tough to do. I had it at like an hour and a half and <laughs> a 40 double album felt felt like a betrayal. Every time I had to cut a song, <laughs> like, sorry, Tom, not good enough. Not up to snuff 45 yeah. minutes. So that was hard. That was tough. Um, so we'll talk about that. And then we'll also talk about our, our first memories of Tom Petty. And when we decided, Hey, this guy's great. So yeah. uh, we'll kick that off. And, uh, we're very polite here on Jag Bank, so we're just going to throw it to you, Sherry. Now, yeah, now yeah. First I off, actually, Tom what, Petty or John Mellencamp? Which, who, um, you know, I got to go with Tom Petty because he's a little more. His topics are a little more universal. I think yeah. uh, Mellencamp is a little more. Um, he's from Indiana. He's like you know, grew up on a farm. He's really specific what he talks about. Working man. Um, and I think Tom Petty sings about loss and love and heartbreak a lot more. And I think that's just more relatable. Um, I have a first memory and a last memory of Tom Petty. The first one is 
Um, I was working at the Tweeter Center. Yes. Uh, selling roses. That was my job. That's a thing here in, in Chicago. That was a thing for a while. You sell roses at nightclubs and concerts and stuff. And I was working at Tweeter Center. What's Tweeter Center now? Uh, I thought it was called the Tweeter Center still, no? The Tinley what? Park. It used uh, to be Tinley Park. Yeah, it's in Tinley Park. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was our venue. It could, yeah. yeah, it could be a different name now. Someone, you know, a big corporation might have bought it or something, but. Yeah, okay, um, Tinley Park. Yeah, I know what, the, I, I've been there. Yeah, the World Music Center was That's what it, it was that's called. what it was called. World and Music then Center. It's then the Tweeter and maybe it's something else. But uh, yeah, so I was doing that job and it was probably around 99 or 2000 and it was the U2 show. It was either, uh, I worked so many concerts. I worked like 150 concerts in my life of selling roses at, at different venues. So I want to say it was either the Zuropa or all that you can't leave behind. So it was between 99, 95 and 2000. And I'm walking around under the pavilion. When, when you're doing that job, you walk everywhere. You walk in the lawn, you walk in the front row, you get to see all these cool shows, which is why I wanted to get that job because I wanted to see you know all these different concerts at like seven different venues throughout Illinois and uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I saw Steve Ray Vaughn's last show, by the way. Um, I was like 16 or 17 and I was working the Alpine Valley. Um, right. So I got to see a lot of cool stuff. Anyway, I'm walking around and I hear uh, American Girls playing in the venue before the show starts. And I, of course, knew who Tom Petty was. I was like in my late teens, early 20s by this point. So I, of course, have heard tons of Tom Petty, but was like, yeah, Tom Petty, he's cool, whatever. And I looked at the crowd and people were singing it. And people were really, it was gearing up people for the show. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, all right, take it easy, baby, make it last all night. The whole yeah. crowd was singing. And I was like, even talking about it now, it's just like I get the chills and I'm like, wow, this is such a good song. I'm like, I need to I need to explore Tom Petty. Like, this is, <laughs> this is what Tom Petty's doing to a, a venue that came to see you, too. Like, wow, OK, cool. So that was my first memory of really I'll say discovering Tom Petty. Cause of course I had heard him on the radio and you know, you know, you can sing a lot of songs by heart, but that was my first real memory of, uh, of him. And after that, I went home and just like did a deep dive of all of his material and discovered that he's fucking brilliant. And, um, <laughs> that I became a fan very quickly. And, uh, and then Fast forward, you know, many, many years later, I'm here in LA. I've got a licensing deal for getting songs in movies and TV and film. And my agent has been great taking me to shows and taking me under his wing. And, you know, we go out sometimes with a group of people. And I said, you know, I really want to take you to a concert and like do something cool for you. So what I know you like rock and roll and you sign a lot of cool bands and stuff. So like, who do you want to see? Like, and I went through the list of who's coming to town. I go, what do you think of Hall and Oates? You want to go see Hall and Oates? And just like, shit, that's coming soon. He goes, ah, Hall and Oates are cool. I'm like, not feeling it. He's like, no, 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 no. We can, we could do Hall and Oates. I'm like, cool. So if like 10 days later, I'm like, oh man. I'm like, Hall and Oates canceled. I go, but you know what? Tom Petty's coming. I go, we want to see Tom Petty? And he's like, I've seen him 17 times, but I'm like, oh. He's like, no, no, no. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. I'll see him again. So we took him to the Hollywood Bowl. We went, we're having a great time. And that was his last show. So my last memory was his last show at the Hollywood Bowl. 
Super cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you remember did, what the last song was? Um, it the last few songs. I know he did breakdown toward the end because he made a, a big announcement about how he uh, wanted to sing that song because the crew had been requesting it for a while. And they, I mean, he's got so many songs. It's like, how do you choose what you're going to do in your, you know, two hour show? So he was like, I'm doing breakdown tonight. I haven't done this song. I don't do it very often, but I'm doing it for my crew to thank them. And we're wrapping up the tour. And, and I was like, oh man, they're doing breakdown. He never does that. That's great. So um, I know that was toward the end. It might've been like the, the last or second to last song or something. So yeah, it was a really cool memory. And now my, my licensing agent, his name is Gary and every time we go out he's like no 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 you took me to tom petty's last show we're good you pay for nothing and i'm like oh, <laughs> man. i'm like so that wasn't just his last show you know in la that was his last show like in life ever yes yeah. that was his last show ever was was uh Hollywood Bowl. so really lucky that i guess daryl hall or john oates was being an asshole and canceled the show i don't know really yeah, what's up with that, that i don't know i'm really lucky that that happened because we were going to go see them and it's just as fate would have it, it's, it didn't turn out that way. And right. I was like, next, who's the next upcoming act? Oh, Tom Petty. It was like, yeah. That was really sad because that was like a greatest hits kind of tour. Like he was singing yeah. all his big hits. And I remember thinking, well, he's got more to do. I hope he's not like, this isn't like a farewell kind of thing. Right. Um, they're really sad. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think he would have been done. I think he's the type of person that, would be he's compelled to be creative i don't think it's something that he has to like sit down and go i'm gonna write a song today i think it's something that he's just it's a part of him he does it all the time and um i can't see that idea train stopping just coming to a halt one day i, I don't i don't i think he would have been still creating music no doubt yeah yeah len you have a first memory of, of tom petty i have a good story so <laughs> my oldest brother it was my middle brother's birthday. No, it wasn't his birthday. It was close to his birthday. And my oldest brother wanted Damn the Torpedoes so much. He bought it for my middle brother. Gave it to him like 10 days early. Wrote all this stuff on the plastic. And my brother, my middle brother is like, I don't want this. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It was like, why? This isn't a birthday present. This is something you want. <laughs> I always laugh when I think about that album. But that album is so great. I was like, okay, I get why I wanted this album because it's it's fantastic. But my my brother, who he bought it for, he, he's not. He's like pop music and and things like that. He doesn't care about Tom Petty. He's, yeah. not, a rock, he's not a rocker. <laughs> We're always we, we always laugh when we think about that album. That's I always funny. like people who give presents and it's really just for them. Like we can share this. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll just hey, take it. Thanks. How thoughtful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think my friend Jack bought his mom a Metallica album when he was a kid. <laughs> it's not even trying to be subtle either. Like it's a blender. We can all use it. I'm the alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's <laughs> subtle like that. It's like, <laughs> like Metallica for you know 60 year old woman who was born in the 50s not so much <laughs> yeah that's funny uh, uh my first real memory of, of tom petty is an argument 
that uh, I had, and I forget whose house it was, but I was, we were in seventh grade and it was a party, you know, middle school party and the parents were not around. So, you know, girls were over and cool change was on the radio. Well, there was an argument over because, you know, one of the guys like, yeah, let's play spin the bottle, you know, but we got to get the girls in the mood. I'm going to put on Tom Petty. We're going to put on Tom Petty. And they're like, that's not girls. Don't that doesn't get girls in the mood for spin the bottle. So you got to put on journey the escape. And so there was this huge argument. I don't know. Put on even the losers. That'll be right, right. Between push, should we put on Journey's Escape or Tom Petty's <laughs> Damn the Torpedoes? Oh my because god. Because we gotta, you know, set the mood for spin the bottle. And uh Journey won. Journey beat out. That was a smart Petty. move. You know, I'd probably have been the only girl in that circle if I was in that circle <laughs> that would have been like playing. Tom I'm out of here. Yeah, no, I would have been like, you're playing Tom Petty? Yeah, let's, like, we're making out right now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's on. Who's spinning? Who's got me? That's so funny. Yeah, spin the bottle music. Maybe Tom Petty, not yeah. a spin he's the not, bottle. Yeah, part. I mean, he's not, I wouldn't call his music a... Uh, Romance. Right. I mean, you know, it's funny because the word romance, I mean, when you think of the word romance, you think of, like, getting in the mood but I mean there is a subtle boyish charming romantic quality to some of his songs because he's very I, I find that he can be very playful in his lyrics and kind of funny and um sweet and it, there's something very endearing and I think I said this on the last podcast when we started talking about Tom Petty like um I'll be the boy in at the high school dance, you know, you'll be the girl at the high school dance, I'll be the boy in the corduroy pants. Like there's something so nostalgic. Nostalgia is really close to romantic for me. There's something, they, those two feelings are really intertwined. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, yeah. Is it romantic in the sense of like, let's get it on Barry White? Like, whoa, no, but is it romantic? Like it gives you a good feeling and it's- There's like, a romance to it, yeah. Yeah, it's bittersweet. It makes you, um, I think it's coming of age songs, you know? Yeah. Right. So, oh, I could just, I love Tom Petty so much as you could probably already tell. We, um, should we get to uh, his, uh, his best album? Should we go top five? Sure. Uh, all right. You go first, Sherry. Um, okay. This was hard to do, yes. um, but I got to go with Damn the Torpedoes as number one. Um, and, uh, you know, it just has more, it's got a lot of hits. I mean, it's got my very favorite song of all time, which is here comes my girl. I love that song. It's my favorite song. Um, and, uh, I love the lyrics in here comes my girl because he's so, he's so brutally honest and you he's like you know how every now and then i get down the end of the day i've stopped myself myself why i've done it it seems so useless i've worked so hard nothing and and then he goes into that and then she looks me in the eye says we go last but and then it's just it gets like really big and it's building to the chorus and it's getting really hopeful so he starts out like life sucks what are we doing all this for and then he's like but then i look her in the eye and we're gonna last forever and I can't begin to doubt it. 
Here Comes My Girl. It's so uplifting. That song is amazing. And that, that album is definitely my number one. Um, number two would be Full Moon Fever. Um, and uh, oh, back to number the number one, Damn the Torpedoes. You got Refugee. You also got Even the Losers, Don't Do Me Like That, and Louisiana Rain, which is great. So I didn't, didn't want to not mention those songs. Um, number two would have to be, and this was so hard, but probably Full Moon Fever. Um, and uh, so many good songs on that one too. Um, let me see here. And then Wildflowers, into the great wide open and then the fifth one would be tom petty's first album yeah it's really good yeah that that would be my complete list so yeah and wildflowers um it's just so it's such a vulnerable album and uh again there's something very sweet about it and you know i think he was going through a divorce at that time it was going to be going through a divorce and he kind of knew he was going to be. And uh, that I almost feel like the album informed his decisions. You know, it feels like it's foreshadowing maybe a little bit. I really, uh, I, I agree. I like all those choices and um, you know, it seems like, it seems like his seventies stuff is, the most I, I I don't know I those are my favorites although not to discount anything in the eighties and nineties yeah if I had to like pick my favorite era I'd say seventies Tom yeah Pell. and uh, full moon fever which is my second choice has got running down a dream uh, facing the crowd won't, I won't back down do you guys know the story behind won't back down no he so in. Uh, the 80s, actually on May 17th, 1987. Um, okay. Thank you for tuning in with the news with Sherry Adams and the Jag Bat. Um, <laughs> on May 17th, 1987, he was having breakfast with his family and his house was on fire. An arsonist set fire to his home and he had to Whoa. get out and everything was, a million dollars worth of his stuff was destroyed except for the basement studio. All his gear was not. So his gear wow. was saved. But yeah, so he wrote, I won't back down after that happened. And they never determined who it was or why it happened. Um, Who would want to do that to him? Like, I feel like everybody loves Tom Petty. Like nobody, either you're not into him or you love him, but I don't know anyone who's like, fuck Tom Petty. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And I have a funny story. I was at a coffee shop here in LA. And do you guys know the comedian Mark Maron? Yes, he's very funny. Yeah. So I'm wearing my Tom Petty shirt. Uh, he's got a bit in one of his, I think his most recent uh, Netflix comedy show where he talks about how sometimes there's people that you can't connect with. You don't have anything in common with them. And especially during the uh, election, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people were divided. So he talks about how. Well, that's all healed now. Yeah, we're all we're yeah. all men now. Yeah. I credit Jag Bags for bringing you along together, bringing a nation together. You did. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> and uh, so in in his bit, he's like, you know, we can find some common ground. We got a Republican, a Democrat. We're talking. You're my friend. Let's not talk about politics. Let's just keep 
keep things light. What do we have in common? And then he said, you know, the thing we all have in common is Tom Petty. I mean, is Tom Petty enough to bridge the gap? And then he goes on and on about how we all have Tom Petty in the world, no matter who you like or don't like, you can always agree on Tom Petty. So when I saw him in the coffee shop, he was eating and I actually like went up to him and said, I'm so sorry to interrupt, huge fan, fangirl, I'm fangirling out. And um, just want, I love your show, love you. And uh, you know, we always have Tom Petty. And then I pointed to my shirt and he got it. Of course he got the joke. And, uh, and that was that. So that was a fun little uh, experience. And I typically don't go up to celebrities in LA because it's really uncool, but I couldn't help it. And at this time I was just starting to do comedy too. I was playing the comedy store and doing a bunch of standup and kind of getting my footing and feeling it out. and. Uh, so I was like, oh my God, a comedian. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's like the secret jam on full moon fever? I, or like the secret, like the great, the best song no one uh, talks about. I love a face in the crowd. That's my favorite. I do. I face in the crowd is what I have picked too for my deep cut. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. What do you it's think? Like, Glenn? Uh, I'm trying to see that's so, that album was so huge. Yeah. I feel like even facing the crowd, I feel like I heard fairly often, depending on you, I would say, depending on you. That's I think that's a one. really good, really good song. And it's not one of the ones I, I think the first seven songs on that album got played at least a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And like four of them were huge hits depending on you. I don't think was, and, and, and that's a really good one. I think you're right. I think that was not released. I don't think it was like a big hit. And that is a really good song. I mean, there's only 10 songs in the album and I feel like seven of them are pretty well known. It was everywhere. It took me until like maybe a few years ago, I can finally listen to you're so bad again. Mm -hmm. Cause I felt like (laughs) at one point, every time I turned around, you're so bad was playing somewhere. Yeah. And now again, I'm like, okay, I like the song again. Not only that, but when like that album was out, it was also like the Traveling Wilburys were gigantic. So that he was really everywhere. Yeah. For like for that. Yeah, uh, I forgot about the Wilburys. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, Len, you want to go through your uh, top five? Sure. Actually, there's twelve songs in the album, not ten. Rule breaker. Mine, my top two are the same as yours. Damn the Torpedoes is one of my favorite albums ever. Here comes the girl, even the losers, shadow of a doubt. Those, it's just great. It's great all the way through. Full moon fever. We talked about that'd be my number two. Also, for number three, I put into the great wide open. Learning to fly. And part of the reason why I like learning to fly a lot is because <laughs> it was played at the beginning of a Bulls championship video that I watched a lot. <laughs> so it always reminds me of That's the Bulls. Memory. Yeah. And Out in the Cold's a great song that's oh, on there too. So good. That's a big jam. Oh, so big. Yeah. And my number four is Hard Promises. And two big ones on that are A Woman in Love, one of my f- favorite Tom Petty songs, and The Waiting. Love The Waiting. And, uh, you know, bef- before I get to my number five, 
I feel like he should have been more prolific because he was around for a long time, but he only had 15 studio albums counting his solo and the heartbreakers. Don't you feel like there should have been a little more? And because he was basically active from the seventies. When did he die? What a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That's like 40 something years, but he only had really 15 albums. So I don't think he had the reputation as someone who like took his time, but I mean, I guess he had the Wilburys. He had a couple of Wilburys albums and, and things. Maybe he toured a lot too, but. You know what too? He wasn't a, he wasn't like a work for the man kind of guy. So I know that he had some qualms with his record company. and That's stuff. true. Yeah. And so I, I, yeah. He was... out and he, I, so I think he might've been going through a period where he was like, I don't want to write the same stuff over and over. I want to expand and I want to do different things. So he was a, uh, a bit of a rebel. I mean, you can hear it in his songs that he's a bit of a rebel, but yeah. Um, so there might've been a little bit of that going on. I'm just, I mean, I'm No, that makes sense. Who knows? So I remember he was the one who's like, do not price my CDs yes. above this price point. Yes. Like do not, I'm not, I'm not in for that. So yeah, that's, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. But my number five, speaking of rebels is Southern accents. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one. What songs do you like on that one? Yeah, Rebels, which yep. is kind of a deeper cut. And the big hit off of it is Don't Come Around Here No More. And all I think all five of these albums I got around this. Well, I had the end of Torpedoes Forever because we got it when we were a kid and Full Moon Fever. But the other three, I think I bought like a whole, like a stack of five Tom Petty CDs and they're all in it together. So I've listened to those all five of these a lot. So I know them fairly well. Yeah. I'm just reading about Southern accents and I did not realize that the producer of that album was Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. Yeah. I did not know that. I have a talking point about that. Um, when his house burned down, Dave Stewart was his, is his, was his neighbor at the time. So they were like living next door to each other and he, him, Annie Lennox came over and they were, you know, comforting him and giving him clothes and helping him kind of not get back on his feet. Cause I don't think Tom Petty needs, <laughs> needs help in that way, but just, you know, trying to just be friend, a good friend, comforting him. And yeah. So he was his neighbor. Loaning him a couple bucks. If, yeah. if are, Dave Stewart's autobiography is great. If you ever want to read it great music book because he interacted with so many people great stories in that one i bet you no. loaned it to me i still haven't read it read it oh my gosh stop ordering me around <laughs> <laughs> discord already on the jag bags yeah. <laughs> all right beef you're up all right well my top two are the same as yours so i have damn the torpedoes number one and the funny thing that i um the only thing i can add because i agree with both of what you guys said but like fame is such like a weird thing because um i was looking up um uh, info on damn the torpedoes and like six months prior to that album's release tom petty he had to file for bankruptcy like he had talk speaking of like having no money and then like eight months later, he was like the biggest star. <laughs> like, yeah. in, uh, like he went from the bottom to the top. Um, I mean, just I what, a, what a wild swing that must have been. 
I think the bankruptcy was prompted by the fact that he was, he had a really shitty record deal. Like I think he uh, was getting like one or two cents per sale, I want to say. Mm. And he was like, I mean, when you, when you get a record deal, they like put everything on your tab. Like you have this running tab with them recording and tour support and whatever. And he's like, I have a million dollar tab with you guys, but you're paying me a once penny a record so like how am i going to ever pay you back this is like a completely lopsided situation in your the 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 the, the deck is stacked against me so um i think that he filed bankruptcy and i don't know if it was really because he was truly bankrupt or if he filed it for his business or like obviously it could be a lot of different scenarios there but i know it was kind of to stick it to the man like oh yeah well you know i'm not gonna I don't, I don't know if he was like, fuck you. I don't want to pay that tab or I'm just going to file bankruptcy. So I don't owe you that money. And I'm not sure how law works regarding that, but I know that that's what kind of prompted him to do that. And I thought that was pretty like pretty stealthy. It was, you know, to get out of a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is interesting. And uh, who who knows how the record business. uh, Yeah. I mean, for sure. But I love all those songs that you mentioned. I mean, it's really, I think it's the strongest from uh, top to bottom. And like Refugee, you could make the argument that's his best song. Um, I listened to that argument. I will I entertain. I, honestly, I can't really listen to Refugee. Why not? Because I've heard it 8 billion times. Oh, you can never hear it. That's enough. the one Tom Petty song. I still am like, I can't. <laughs> And it's not because it's not a good, good song. I just have heard it too much. So that's, in your opinion, that's his most overplayed song. Yes. See, my vote is the track on my second favorite album, Full Moon Fever. In my opinion, I Won't Back Down is the most overplayed Tom Petty song. Um, wow. and, I, and I'm right, Len. So <laughs> that's the end of that argument. <laughs> no, uh, I, I see what you're saying about Refugee. Um, I still love it. I've, I've, I'm kind of like, as far as like, I won't back down. I used to really like it. Now I'm like, meh. So I, for me, I think it's Into the Great Wide Open. I heard too much because that, the video, yeah, the video was so compelling and it was played so much with jo- Johnny Depp was in the video. And it was, a, I mean, and you wanted to watch the video because it's like watching a little mini movie and seeing right. a celebrity in there was kind of cool and that was kind of new to see that and i just remember being like i can't listen to this song anymore like, <laughs> shut like i was so like burnt out on um and you know that song was never like a huge favorite of mine so that didn't help that i was already like lukewarm on it and then i'm like oh and i gotta hear this song like you know 30 times a day all the time yeah so that to me was the most probably overplayed but it's probably because of my starting point with it. Like I said, I, I probably have, to be honest, I've heard Refugee probably as many times, but I, my starting point was so high with that. I'm like, yeah, I could take a little more Refugee. Let's do it. Well, when but I Refugee- did the, the Tom Petty bracket a couple of years ago, Refugee won. I was surprised because I thought it was played too often. Yeah. Because some once in a while, the most obvious one wins, like Don't Stop Believing won the Journey one. Sure. But... Like when I did the Billy Joel one, Piano Man lost right away. Right. Yeah. And that's the most played Billy Joel song. 
Oh, right. for sure. But, but Refugee won. So I, I was kind of shocked by that. Refugee's got my favorite bridge, my favorite Tom Petty bridge, which is, um, uh, baby, we ain't the first. I'm sure a lot of other love has been burned. Right now it's real to you. It's one of those things you got to feel the big. Like, I love that right now it's real to you. And it's one of those things that you've got to feel to be true. That is such a fucking great lyric because <laughs> you don't know. I mean, you know, you don't know how it feels to be me. Um, you know, it's like you don't really understand something until you've really, really been there. So that and the way he says it is just so poetic and perfect like right now it's real to you and it's one of those things you got to feel to be true so so good i love that song and he sings it like you know it's not like a throwaway line it's like no he's like going nuts with that last it's one of the times he actually finishes the ending of the word you know what i mean because it's usually like it's all right if you don't if there's an o in if there's a vowel or an o in the word the other <laughs> two letters at the end will not you know um will not be uh, pronounced because that's that's the uh, the Tom Petty way. Um, <laughs> that's his style. That's his style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, I'll just go through the rest of mine. Uh, three is, I like Long After Dark. I think that album's great. Um, it's got You Got Lucky. Um, I love that song. And uh, Change of Heart, I think that's a jam. And uh, One Story Town, I think those are all. Oh, I love that song. So th th those, uh, I, I loved Long After Dark. It's probably like more, that was like. Um, that uh, one's kind of overlooked a lot. That's a that's a good choice though. I really like it. Um, and. Uh, Straight Into Darkness is a really good song too. Yeah. Um, my, my number four is his first album. Um just the self-titled one, um, which we've talked about. And then my fifth one, this is controversial, mm -hmm. controversial choice. Uh, but uh, the album is Mojo. Oh, and wow. I thought Mojo, I mean, I I don't want to say I'd given up a little bit on Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but I was sort of like, well, they had their time and, you know, their albums aren't. I have dismissed them. Exactly, exactly. They are no longer in my good graces. No, I just thought oh, they'd lost their fastball a little bit, but it's understandable. You know, they're older and, you know, sometimes they're, you know, a band's older material just isn't as strong as like, you know, it was when 20 years from 20 years ago, but Mojo, I'm like, this album's great. And I, yeah. from start to finish, I was like, wow, they're back. Um, and uh, so that's my number five. I love, um, my favorite songs on Mojo are uh, Trip to Pirate's Cove. Mm -hmm. I love uh, the opening track, the Jefferson Jericho Blues. Um, and it's kind of a little like, it's kind of a little like, I yes, I am older, um, but there's like flashes of the old Tom Petty fire, but he's also sort of, uh, you know, getting more into like blue. He's like, I feel like that album kind of like, explores like like older older man's blues a little bit um and one of the my fa my favorite song from it is i put it in the um i put it in the, my uh, our uh, top uh playlist 45 minute long playlist so 
I'll save that till then. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes, that is, uh, those are my top five. Um, hey, Sherry, just, I just discovered what his last song was. American okay. Girl was the last song he played. Nice. Yeah. So. Have you seen Tom Petty live, Len? No. Mm-hmm. I too saw him on that last tour, but we saw him up in Milwaukee. Um, we went for our anniversary. And Eileen's, my wife's a huge Tom Petty fan. So we're like, oh, we'll go up and uh, we'll see him at Summerfest up in Milwaukee. And it was a good show. It was a really good show. What I enjoyed the most, and I took a picture of it, and I might have put it on Facebook, was they were playing the roster of headliners, or they they were posting the list of headliners for the week at Summerfest. And it was like a it was like one of those like uh, kind of like a sandwich sign kind of things that was on the ground. It was very old timey. And it was like this week at Summerfest, and they had all the bands and the acts and the who was um the lead act for the night and they had for chris stapleton was opening yeah tom petty so it was chris stapleton that's a country guy that you like chris stapleton he was he was fantastic he's really good yeah um so he was great and but it said chris stapleton and tommy petty I was oh. like, Tommy Petty. What? I have never. I took a picture. I was like, and I think I put it on Facebook, like, excited to see Tommy Petty. Not sure who that is. Maybe it's the, maybe it's <laughs> the musical. Petty shows up. Maybe it's the musical version of his <laughs> you know? photo credit. Mikey Byer. Mikey Byer is excited oh. for Tommy Petty. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was very funny. I was like, well, that's a first. Uh, I've never seen that before since. Uh, <laughs> that's like when someone calls me Lenny I'm always like what <laughs> not really Lenny there's a couple kind of a Lenny I could see it a couple people call me that not too many though are they not alive anymore those people <laughs> I, 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 we didn't hear that I, I want to live a chill has gone over the jack bag really way to uh, yeah Way to cast a pall over this entire proceedings. <laughs> Len, 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 please, Len. Oh my God. Uh, well, should we get into our uh, 45 minute playlist? I'm excited about this because I'm curious what you guys pick. I think this might be the one. This was hard. Yeah. Um, Len, what, or, or B, why don't you go first? I want to hear your picks before I go. All right, here's mine. This is tough. Also, I played with the order, and I might play with the order some more as I'm doing this. Um, so uh, I'll go with um, my first. Uh, my first song is, uh, and it's from the album. Uh, oh, I just lost it. Come on. Uh, so my first song is from the album that we really didn't talk about uh and that's wildflowers um but uh i think you know the song uh it's uh it's because i think it's it's one of my all-time favorites and that's you wreck me i love that song great song um then and on the car on the car the other day and henry's like i really liked this song it's a jam it's a jam uh i wish he would do like a whole because 
he writes these kinds of songs like you know in that kind of vein and they just they just rock and i wish he would do a whole album of of you know in that vein um because it would sell a billion copies well i wish he would have done it um mm-hmm. but uh so i you wreck me as first and then running down a dream um that's my favorite song from uh full moon fever uh next song is mary jane's last dance um i think that song is like i think it's really like kind of dreamy and um and it is nostalgic kind of um but i really like that song um, that's my least favorite tom petty song I think. it is yeah. that's the one you hate really i don't, I don't like that one at all yeah. it's one of the few songs i can actually play on guitar which i <laughs> will not will not play tonight but yeah I, I love that song um i do too uh now my next one i don't know if this is technically a tom petty song or whether he's a guest but i'm putting it in and that's stop dragging my heart around no it's a duet of course that you could put that on there so yeah. uh, but it's on the stevie nicks it's on stevie nicks's solo album i think he wrote it though yeah he wrote it too yeah. it's a tom petty song yeah, that's a jam. That is on. That my is a great song. I love that song. And um, remember when I was saying earlier that I don't think anyone can be in the presence of Tom Petty and not start s- sounding like him when they sing. So I'm gonna do my Stevie Nicks for you. Ready? <clears throat> so, okay. Baby, you come knocking on my front door. Game that you used to use before. She does. She can't not petty out like she's dropping her r's she's just like this the van and what am i supposed to do like she's <laughs> so doing the petty dropping the r's and i was it's it's funny because if you listen to her i mean she has such a distinct vocal style that you wouldn't think that she would be kind of naturally like kind of morphing into his but it's really hard not to I like I like too. That's so funny because they're trying to out petty each other. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love his uh, I feel like ultimate Tom Petty kind of musical phrases when he goes, "Feel uh, loving girl." That is totally yeah. like yeah. Tom Petty. <laughs> I thought Tom Petty just walked in the room, B. That was chilling. <laughs> well, you know, I channel my inner Mr. Petty uh, just for that just for that phrase alone. Um, but that's, so, so that's on there. And then really quickly. So then after that, even the losers get lucky sometime, uh, then after that jamming me from the album, uh, let me up. I've had enough. That's, that's a rocker. Um, after that, uh, you got lucky from the album long after dark. I love that, um, song and, um, uh, then breakdown from uh, his uh, first album, and then off of uh, Mojo, Lovers Touch. I love that song. That's also very kind of dreamy and not a, not a you know rocker, but um, I think that's a super cool Tom Petty tune and easily as good as anything he's ever written. Um, yeah. Uh, then my last four songs. I just we're uh, we're gonna get right to the hits, and that's Change of Heart. Then American Girl, Refugee, and then I end with Don't Do Me Like That. It's so a solid list. Those speak for themselves. Yeah. 
Love it. All right. Who's next? I'll go. Um, all right. My list is, oh, this is so hard. It was kind of gut-wrenching. I was like, no. Uh, Some have to go. Some yeah, song, when I had to exclude no. songs. Well, before she starts, B, what's your number one? What's your favorite Tom Petty song? You know, I've, th that's a great question. I, that's tough. I'm going to, I've got it down to You Wreck Me. Uh, I've got it down to Refugee. Um, and I've got it down to Don't Do Me Like That. Those are my three. So, and if I had to pick one, I think I would pick Refugee. So, okay. so for the most uh, obvious choice of the night, that goes to me. Thank you very much. I really went out on a limb. <laughs> it's that crazy risk taking that glues Jack Bag listeners. To I the will face the slings and arrows of Twitter later when they <laughs> string me up for my controversial choice. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Sherry. Well, yeah. Let's so hear it. My first one, which I think I said earlier, my very favorite Tom Petty song is Here Comes My Girl. Um, I just love that he's so, I mean, he is kind of romantic in this song, but in, you know, the most Tom Petty way where the verses are kind of like, you know, I catch myself wondering, worrying, waiting about some little thing that don't add up to nothing, you know? And then she looks at me and And when he sings that line, his voice is so, he just has so much passion in that line. And so here comes my girl, definitely number one. Number it's, it's a really interesting song because he's like, it's like stream of consciousness almost. And then it just yeah. erupts into like what you just said. Yeah. So it's really yeah. cool how he did that. Yeah, and uh, and I love when he gets um, the uh, and man, you know, I just can't begin to doubt it. Just feels so good, so free, so right. I know we ain't never gonna change our minds about it. Hey, it's just so like it's so passionate and um, like I said earlier, just builds to that fucking good chorus. That's sweet and and. Uh, just kind of romantic like here comes my girl she looks so right she's all i need tonight and i love how he can be so deep and so simple at the same time which i really think is the key to a good lyricist and i think when we were talking about john mellencamp i think john mellencamp does that beautifully too like um so definitely here comes my girl second one is a woman in love um that riff i mean gosh we haven't talked about mike campbell and that riff is so so good it's so good um and i love mike campbell oh my god yeah so He's got, uh, yeah we really didn't haven't talked about him enough have we i mean we're gonna do it now like he's so yeah. so good um and i think he's uh, you know his songwriting he wrote most of these songs with Tom Petty that are on our lists. You know, I mean, he's a really integral part of the songwriting process and the way these songs were structured and came out. And I don't know if you know that he wrote Boys of Summer, the Don Henley song, and he brought that song to Tom Petty and Jimmy, 
Ivine. I'm spelling no. saying his name wrong. I O V I N E. Yeah. yeah the, the executive, they were hanging out and he said, I got this song and they, he played it and they were like, it's a good song, but it's not really going in the direction of the album we're doing. So, you know, but good luck. And then Jimmy called uh, Mike a few weeks later and said, you know, who's looking for material is Don Henley. So he goes to Don Henley's house. He, the, he's, he tells the story, you can, you know, just pull it up and, and watch him tell it. But he said that they sat across this big long table and he put, you know, put it in and listened to it. And he sat there with his arms folded the whole time with no expression, just listening to it. And he, he thought he hated it. And he said, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give it, let me, let me percolate on this. Let me listen to it and I'll get back to you. And on the way home, on his ride home, the phone rang and Don Henley's like, I just wrote the, like one of the best songs of my life. And I was like, all right, slow down, Don, you wrote Hotel California, you know, like just, <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, uh, he wrote that song and I, I mean, Boys of Summer is a great, you guys like that song, you know it, you know, you know that song, right? Love Boys of Summer. Yeah. Love, love. that's um, my favorite lyric from that song is, uh, out on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. I, I love great that. Line. I love that. So great. And you know, that song was redone and they fucking changed it. I don't know what band redid it, but they changed it. They were like, I'm on the road today. I saw a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. And I was like, yeah, the Ataris. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, I don't know if it doesn't work for me because I'm it's such an iconic lyric and deadhead sticker so much better and I'm just used to it. Or if it just doesn't work, like the, the cadence of, I don't know, because it's two syllables, you know, deadhead. Black now because he has an Atari's poster up in his studio. So I, you he's know, a little upset right now. You know, love them? This, this, I, I, this conversation's over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It took, it took it a very dark turn. <laughs> uh, you can't you can't fuck with a Don Henley lyric. Like, come on. Um, but right. yeah, so I mean, Mike Campbell is 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 amazing. Um, the so uh, third song is American Girl, and you know my memory from that is really nostalgic of working and just discovering things and being super young. Um, and then it goes to Don't Do Me Like That. Jam. Refugee, Jam. Breakdown, Jam. Lucky, Jam. Eight, eight is Running Down a Dream. And the reason I love Running Down the Dream, um, Running Down a Dream is because, um, well, first of all, whenever I'm listening to that song, I love the, the, um, the acoustic guitar in there, you know? Uh, I think that that's, I love, I love when there's an acoustic guitar in a big rock song like that. Right. I think it's cool to have a song about how it feels to be listening to a fucking jam when you're driving. Like to me, that song's kind of meta because he's talking about driving and hitting cruise control, and you know you're going to be listening to that song in the car. So there's <laughs> no, and then you're like doing what he's saying, and you're like, yeah, I am running down a dream, motherfucker. How did he know? Um, so I know that, that was like a solo album for uh, Tom Petty. But like, is Mike Campbell the one doing that ending, uh, kind of like the the guitar solo on the way out? Because that yeah. is yeah, yeah, that is just awesome. Yeah, is that, is that Mike Campbell or someone else? I don't I know. I think it's Mike Campbell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Awesome. That's my favorite part of the song. Oh, me too. It's uh, it's kind of got a little bit of a Stones uh, 
vibe at yeah. the end there, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. which I agree. Is not a bad, not a bad thing. I agree. Um, yeah, so the part where it goes running down a dream, never would come to me. That that acoustic just fucking sells it for me. It's awesome. Um, and then nine is Last Dance with Mary Jane, Len's yeah. favorite. Um, yeah, I love that song. <laughs> the lyrics are so great, you know. She grew come up on. in Indiana town, had a good looking, and he's being so petty. He's like, had a good looking mama who never was around, but she grew up long and she grew up right. He's so just like bending those words and it's perfect. He's and then the chorus perfect. comes out of nowhere because you think it's like the, the, it's like the verses are one thing and then this chorus is very kind of melodic and pretty. yeah yeah i i think that's you know i don't know if he did this on purpose like if he learned to write songs this way in a very like formulaic way like or if he just is that good that he does that as a natural thing now but i think some of the best songs are when you have a rhythmic verse and then a really melodic chorus or the opposite, a really melodic verse and a really rhythmic chorus. So there's some, you know, change there and you could feel right. like, oh, this is definitely the chorus this is so different, you know? Right. Um, like, I, I, I kind of like it when it feels like almost like a different song from the verse to the chorus, because it's like, oh, here we are, we're in the chorus. Um, and then 10 is dragging, stop dragging my heart around. Um, I... Has he done? I mean, I know he's worked with other artists like the Traveling Wilburys, but he, did he ever do a duet with anyone else? Uh, great question. Not that I, I know. So. Certainly not a big hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, They'd have, you know, on an album, but that, that's the only one I feel like that was like, you know, big, big hit. And, uh, yeah, it rules. I love that song. Yeah. yeah always overlooked too i was like oh yeah that's right I, I was like i was the same when i was looking through all the songs i was like oh yeah that song is great right into the playlist albums that's probably why i did the same thing i was like tom petty tom petty and then somehow that came up when i was thinking about it and going through like my personal playlist and of my favorites and i was like oh yeah 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 it's um it feels like so you know while we um that's your playlist yeah yeah that that concludes it that's, and, it. that's yeah. it i feel like we have the same uh i think yours and my playlists are pretty alike yeah it seems um, like yeah len i wonder what lens will be like minus mary jane's last dance <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Actually, so that's the first song on there, and it's him like saying no. Nope. <laughs> going no, nope, no, nope. wrong. We know it's not a uh, refugee either. Wait, nope. can I yeah, right? So let me guess what his are then. I'm going to go with um, "Woman in Love" is number one. Number two is "Don't Do Me Like That." Number three, either "Breakdown" or "Lucky," and that's or no, I'm going to go with. Woman in Love, Don't Do Me Like That, and Running Down a Dream. Those are the, by the top three I think Len are going to say. Len is going to say. Woman in Love is number six on my playlist. Oh. Running Down a Dream is eight. Oh. What's, it's kind of funny we all picked Running Down a Dream, and Running Down a Dream is, that, that song's been played a billion times too, but there's something about it. 
just never got tired of it. I don't yeah. get sick of it the way that I did. I won't back down. I, I think because it's it's melodic and just there's some yeah, it's it's just uh I guess there's nothing abrasive about it either. I think it rocks harder too. I mean it's just that that could be his like hardest driving, hardest jamming song. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I'm really surprised all three of us picked that. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a very, I think it's a very Mike Campbell song too. I mean, I, you know, he's, the guitar is all over that and the right. riffs are probably his. Right. Um, that's, that's. Yeah. It's just catchy. Super catchy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really catchy riff. And the other ones you, you mentioned that. I like those songs, but I didn't put those on there. I almost put Don't Do Me Like That on there. Uh, I put American Girl to start. Mm -hmm. And one thing we didn't mention about American Girl is Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Starts off Silence of the Lambs. I know. You know, I I don't love that that song was in that scene because forevermore, when I'm in, (laughs) that song is on in a bar, somebody will come and I play it. Someone will go, it puts the lotion in the basket. (laughs) (laughs) Way to ruin it. Right. But I mean, I think that really helped Tom Petty, like his backlist and everything, because that was in a movie from the 90s. Right. So everybody heard American Girl like it was, not everybody, but a lot of people heard it like it was a new song. Yeah, oh, wait, Tom Petty has this other great song. I'm going to go back and listen to everything else. This is true. This is true. My second one, I, I put I Need to Know, Ooh. which is only, it's only two minutes and 24 seconds. Good Johnny Deep Cut. I that's know. a great, you don't like that? That's a great song. I, you know, it is great. I, you know, that's, uh, I went, I'd be longer. It should be longer. I played it safe, but... Len, not you. And then, Cherry, your favorite. One of my favorites, Here Comes My Girl. And then two Damn. more off Damn the Torpedoes, Even the Losers. Jam. And Shadow of a Doubt. Jam. Great song. Yep. Woman in Love. Jamming Me. Jam. Running Down a Dream. And then I put this as a cover, but I love it. Feel a whole lot better. Yes. Because he loved the birds. He was a huge influence on they were a huge influence on him. Right. And I just think it's a perfect, perfect cover. Learning to fly, Bull's memories. And then finish it out with a jam out in the cold. Yeah, that's I need to know is such an overlooked song. You're right. And it almost made my list. It's the same thing with the guitar, too. It's like yeah i love the way it starts out too um with the with the piano and then that lyric well the talk on the street says you might go solo (laughs) i mean it's like it's kind of a like a stadium fucking rock song (laughs) it's like it fucking Mm -hmm. rocks i it is an overlooked one i like i like that as a pick i i I almost want to revise my list now. Yeah, no. Do you have any honorable mentions that we haven't mentioned at all? Like a song we haven't mentioned at all. I have a couple, but you guys can go if you have any. Mm, My list is perfect. 
No, you go. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, I didn't say replace it. Honorable mention. Yeah, right. uh, honorable uh, that's mention. That's a good. That's a good question. Is um, a need to know for me. Yeah, that one. And um, gosh, uh, I'll list my three real quick. Yeah, you do yeah. your. These are deeper, deeper cuts. Uh, Stranger in the night. I really like that song. Yeah. Mm. Free girl now. That's a later one. And swinging. Those almost made it. Those three almost made my list. Yeah. Uh, too good to be true. Uh, in uh, from in the into the great wide open. Um, a higher place. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of songs on uh, Wildflower Flowers to me that are, um, that would fall in that category. I really like that record a lot. Yeah, that, they, they did like a 25th anniversary one with extra cuts and everything on that. Right. And I feel like that album's reputation keeps getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, Honeybee, um, Cabin Down Below. I would put on that like honorable mention. Um, Honeybee is really fun and it's almost, I mean, it's almost Beatlesy in a way, uh, mm -hmm. kinda, kinda. Um, yeah, Cameron Down Below rocks. Yeah. Only a Broken Heart, a lot of wildflower stuff for me. Yeah. You got, you should listen. To, did you ever listen to the additional stuff? You should. You'd like no, it a lot. You know, I know that that came out and I didn't get around to like listening to it as in, as deeply as I'd like, but yeah, yeah it's definitely on my list. Of, to, to I, think it's, I think it's called Finding Wildflowers. I think that's mm -hmm. the name of it. Yeah, yeah. They come out with a lot of good extra stuff after his death. Yeah. I don't think his vault is endless like Prince's, but they've found some good stuff. Yeah. Have we, have we unbelievably not talked about the waiting? Have, has any of us put the waiting on? I mentioned it when I was talking about hard promises, but we didn't really say much about it. Yeah, I, that's honorable mention. That was tough to cut for me. Yeah, it was on my list and I scratched it out because I wanted to put in dragging my heart around. It was between those two and right. I had to go with, Stevie Nicks, you know? Yeah, it's, well, that's... Uh, Tom Petty, like the two most distinctive voices just being completely outdoing each other. And I thought that just love, and obviously it's a great song too, but I love just hearing them go at it. I agreed. Um, yeah, The Waiting was an honorable mention for me. And then also a one-story town from yeah. Long After Dark. That was tough to leave off. And then we talked about wildflowers. I really like You Don't Know How It Feels. That's uh, a great song. And because uh, at first I was like, no, I don't like this song. But then uh, it really, by the end of it, by the end of the song, I'm like, no, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and then <laughs> the when amazing I it, struggle going on in Beef's head during that. It song. is. It's like an inner struggle because then I hear it again. I'm like, good. this song is not good. <laughs> And then I'm like, no, it is. It is good. It's You're like, as a matter of fact, it's great. I've changed my mind completely. <laughs> Next week, I'm like, I was wrong. No, a three-minute epic struggle inside Beef's head. 
This song blows. And you know, there's something about too. <laughs> in in that song, you don't know how it feels. Like yes. he's um there are certain every time I hear his voice, like in any vocal performance, he has the effect on me that Neil Young kind of has, where I'm just like, oh my God, there's so much sadness in his voice, like so much sincerity and pain yeah. and authenticity and um and in that song in particular for some reason when he gets to that chorus uh i feel that like yeah he everyone kind of feels alone at some point and yeah right. i love it right. good one those are all good honorable mentions see we could do it like a another playlist of our honorable mentions. Yeah, um, it would be a long list. I mean, he's, he's got a big body of work, so. Yeah, he really does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should we get to uh, where he ranks in the all-time list of pantheons? Um, I had an idea, we could, we, we, I like to do, uh, should we do some pickets where we say Tom Petty or, like who's better, Tom Petty or? Yeah. So we did Tom Petty and John Mellencamp. I actually, I picked Mellencamp on that one. Wow. You picked Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about this one? Tom Petty or Neil Young? Oh. I picked Neil on that one. I think I have to go Neil Young. Oh, I hate you right now. Um, <laughs> how could you do this to me? Um, okay, I'm going to go with Tom Petty and here's why. It's only for the reason that I like more of his songs and I think he's a little bit more relatable. Um, Neil Young. No, Tom Petty. I'm going with Tom uh, he, Petty. Tom Petty is more relatable than Neil Young. Yes, yes, that's right, for me. Uh, and I think he's uh, a little more digestible um, because Neil Young is so fucking sad. Like I hear Neil Young, I'm like, "Where's the shotgun?" Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like shut the lights off. It's raining. There's no hope. There's no hope in a Neil Young song. It is just I've seen the needle and the damage done. And That's exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, man. There's no fucking hope, which is great. No one's dancing. Love, no one's dancing to needle in the damage. Yeah, I mean, I, I love. Let's Neil. get this party started with a little Ohio. That, that is not a spin the bottle. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, guys? Uh, Neil Young or Little River Band? <laughs> what can get the ladies in the mood? <laughs> which what's going to be the spin the bottle band? Neil Young or the Little River? <laughs> uh, I think we better go Little River Band. Yeah, for sure. That's, a, that's a, like these guys are depressing. Yeah. I don't know. I think they'll enjoy fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really want to make out now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom Petty or the Eagles? Um, I don't even know what I would pick. Okay, you guys have to go. I have to. I have to think. I have to collect my thoughts. I am going to go. That's hard. I'm, I'm unraveling right now. I'm going with Tom Petty. Uh, but you're not a big Eagles fan. Just admit it to Sherry. This is true. I know you're trying to be polite, but you don't really like the Eagles that much. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm more with Jeff Bridges on that one. I, no, I don't hate them. 
fucking eagles, but uh, you know, I'm Ooh, not. The fucking eagles. I've never even heard you swear. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't hate the fucking eagles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a line from Big Lebowski where Jeff Bridges goes, oh man, I hate the fucking eagles. <laughs> hey, really good impression. Thank that you. Was, Jesus. Wow, that was that's pretty good. Um, Len, what's yours? I still have to. I'm unraveling here. I, I have to collect myself. Go ahead. It's a, it is a tough one, but one thing I noticed listening to Tom Petty over the past few days is any of his albums you put on, I'm like, all right, it's never like turn it off. And I know you mentioned this as a great song, but a song I don't like is Hotel California. I don't like it. That's what I turn off right away. So there are no, even though I like the Eagles, I like a lot of Eagles albums, actually. I think they had a really good stretch, but I think Tom Petty's volume of work is better than the Eagles. So there are no Tom Petty songs that you actively dislike. No albums either. Like, like I said, you put on the albums, like even Mary Jane's last dance. I don't, it's not going to make me run screaming out of the room. But Hotel California is like an automatic turnoff for me. Hotel California is like, no. Do you remember? Uh, I used to have all these lists, playlists on Pandora. And I had an Eagles playlist, but I didn't have Hotel California on it. So Pandora would always be like, do you want to listen to Hotel California? And I'd be like, no. And then we go, ah! No. Stop suggesting Hotel California. There's a reason it's not on there. I hate when my computer asks me questions. I'm like, you know what? I'm the human. I'm in control. I will let you know what I want. You don't need to ask me. This isn't how this relationship works. You don't get to just, no, stop it. Um, Gosh, you know, if we're talking about the rock and roll pantheon, I guess I would have to go with the Eagles because they have... I think they have more hits and I think they're a little bit happier and upbeat. Like you can, if you're having a barbecue and not that this is like the, 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 the way to measure who's, who's the better band, but you know, if you're going to like have a bunch of people over of all ages and you're, you're going to, you know, hot summer day and you're all hanging out on a boat. I think you'd play the Eagles before Tom Petty. I think it's a little bit more, I think the Eagles are a little more fun um, good time, while I'm yeah. running down the road trying to loosen my load, I could send women on my mind. They're, again, they're both. Super I feel fun. like, don't you like Tom Petty better though? I feel yes. like I do Tom like Petty. Tom Petty better, but yeah. you got to give the Eagles props, man. And Hotel California, God, I mean, that Spanish guitar, the beginning is moody and haunting. You know, the Eagles have a lot more haunting, like, woo. They've got like some little extra something, something of haunting, you know, music and melodies. And and Tom Petty doesn't, he's not really in that, that lane of, of being haunting. So that's a good um, uh, point. Yeah. So, and the ending of Hotel California. Those drums, like that fucking ending is, and it goes on and on, and you're never thinking, oh my God, will this fucking song end? Like, you're I am. That. It's so I am. You are. But, Len has left know. because he ran out of the room screaming, and so he, <laughs> he hasn't stuck around for the ending. And, um, uh, well, Tom Petty, he's, he's grounded, and he's, he's, but he's consistent. 
But everybody in also the other point, everybody in the Eagles sings. Don Henley, you got Glenn Fry, you got that bass player, whatever the fuck his name is. He's yeah, yeah. what's his name? He sings too. Um Don Felder. Yes. And Timothy Timothy B. Schmidt sings on the long run. He sings I Can't Tell You Why. And Randy yeah. Meisner, he's saying take it to the limit. That's yeah, I mean, I can't tell you why. That's another that's a great song. That's another haunting bang ding ding ding. It's so it's kind of heartbreaking uh to say the Eagles, but but Glenn Fry solo blows. Oh. Those points against the Eagles for Glenn oh, Fry. Yeah. How dare you? Smuggler's Blues but is Smuggler's Blues is one of the worst songs of all time. No. The heat is on. The shit is, is on. on. Oh. It's on the streets. That's the one that you so love. Smuggler's Blues is on the Drive Me Out of the Room number one list. I can't even think of how Smuggler's Blues goes, but I know I hate it and it's terrible. It is awful, Sherry. What about You Belong to the City? That is horrendous. Oh, belong horrendous. to the Night. We have oh. named the Glen Fry Trio of Hell. I mean, the most cliche words to have in a song is city, night, and lights, and he does it all in one fucking song. Stop it, Glenn. Stop it. You belong to the shitty. You can Yeah, you're right. His solo stuff is really You can taste it. I like I like Henley solo. Some people complain about him, but I think End of the Innocence is a really good album. Yeah. And I mean, look at the crossover. Mike Campbell, who's in Tom Petty's, you know, Tom Petty's right-hand man for forever wrote a song with Don Henley. So there's some, there's something there, you know, um, mm. they're, they're both got that all American, uh, quality about them, but right. yeah, I'd have to go with the Eagles, but that was really hard for me to. That's to a do. tough one. That's a tough yeah. one. All right. Should we do one more before we wrap sure. it up? Okay. We'll make this easy. All right. Tom Petty or. Well I, well, I know your feelings. Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's just go off for a second. Let it out, Sherry. Let it out. God, of course, Tom <laughs> Petty. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, and I am going to just let it rip now because I was holding back so much on that first podcast, but now <laughs> I think I've earned my spot to just say that Bruce Springsteen doesn't have any melodies. Like, like, I don't know. I just can't dancing in the dark. I don't know. And I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel anything when I hear his stuff. He doesn't move me. He's not, I don't get the depth. Everyone thinks he's got these really deep lyrics. And I'm like, really? Like, I mean, the stuff that's from the seventies, I think it's the seventies. Cause I'm not that, I'm not that uh, educated about about uh, Bruce, but you know, I like Rosie or Rosalita and um, Sixth Avenue Freeze Out and you know, just like the really fun, like bluesy stuff you, you feel like you'd hear, you know what? He sounds like a really good band you'd hear in a fucking piano bar and, and like Rush Street walking by, you'd be like, that's a good Sixth Avenue Freeze Out. You'd be like, that sounds like a good band, but I would never buy their record or anything. Dad would just walk by and go, that's a good band. I would never go in and pay money to see, but they're, they don't suck, but no, not for me, you know? You're going to get an angry fax from Springsteen. He's a big Jack Bax listener. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate pieces of 
polarizing, but Tom Petty all the way, 100%, not even a contest for me. <laughs> Len, what about you? That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think what you were talking about, Sherry, Springsteen is Born to Run, though. Born to Run is such a great album. It's hard to beat that. Even though I love Dan and Torpedoes. And I even like Tunnel of Love, which is a 80s Springsteen album. That's one of my favorite. Uh, I do love the song Tunnel of Love by... Uh, yeah, by and he also has... I like his album that came out right after September 11th with the rising on it. So he has three albums that I think are exceptional. So I might give Springsteen the edge. Here's here's my impersonation of Bruce Springsteen in Born to Run. <laughs> well, tonight we'll run away American dream. Well, you sound like machine. Bruce Springsteen on Nova That's Oh man, oh. Springsteen! I'm getting so many faxes right now saying, <laughs> "So mean, she's so mean." What tunnel of love? Is a speech impediment. Max Weinberg is trashing you on Twitter, Sherry, because <laughs> oh, he's a Jagbags diamond. I was going to invite Sherry to my LA pool party. Uh, <laughs> consider her uninvited. <laughs> but tunnel of love is haunting. So that song like because it's it's like well, that's his that's his divorce album. Ah, just like Tom Petty he, had a divorce. You know album. what I mean? Like I can feel the fucking pain. I think he yeah. needs to like get his ass kicked or something for me to like him. That the album one thing I don't like about Springsteen is he he had an album like he had a show on Broadway or something, and I listened to the album I'm like no, it's oh, just him on Broadway. Yeah, him just kind of being a little too full of himself and his storytelling prowess. And I was like, I can't even listen to this. <laughs> and I like Springsteen, but I was like, no, no to that. No. Yeah. Well, I'll still be friends with you, even though you like Springsteen. It's be <laughs> <laughs> we, we've disagreed on a few things today and we're good. Healthy discussion. It's the spice of life. Hotel California, Springsteen, Beeves' odd love for smugglers blues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Greatest television show of all time, Miami Vice. That's why I have to <laughs> no, stick up. We hash it out nicely in jag bags. Yes, we are we're we civilized. Keep civil. We keep it civil. Well, anything else we should uh, discuss? Do we forget anything about the greatness of Tom Petty? I don't think so. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think we covered it. Seems like we did. We want to thank you, Sherry, for coming back. Always a good time when uh, you're the guest. Uh, and uh, we get a lot of musical knowledge in, and hopefully our Diamond listeners will walk away with a greater understanding of the genius of Tom Petty. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me again, you guys. Talk we're, to you guys soon. Yeah. We're putting you into the exclusive jag bags guest rotation you're like the david brenner of jag bags or, uh... i've got my rock uh hand symbol up right now for the listeners well diamond listener max weinberg sees it and he's he's cooling down <laughs> cooling down he's like all right she can come to my party that's fine that's fine agree to disagree
Healing. He's just healing. a trooper anyway. He doesn't matter, right? <laughs> That's exactly. Who cares? Jag bags. Once again, healing the world through the power of talk. <laughs> uh, all right, Sherry. Well, thanks again. And uh, um, we'll have you on again. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, you guys. Talk to you later. Okay. Sherry Adams, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Thanks for joining us. Um, and we will be right back after these words from our sponsor, Mr. Pibb. <laughs> 